good day and welcome to another episode on the SL Podcast, the International News Day Special. This week we talk Champions League, Ronaldo, Paul Pogba, and what are United doing about Lewandowski? I am joined by none other than Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. How are you, Curdy? Sean, I'm good. How are you, man? I'm world-class, bro. Okay. Absolutely world-class. Probably better than you that you're a United fan. Yes. Um, do you want to chat about the derby at all? Um, we can talk about it, Sean. If you want to talk about it, let's do it. I definitely want to talk about it um, because I'm a City fan and I just want to get your opinion on the derby and where it obviously went wrong. Obviously, United beaten by a far better structured just a better team, I guess, on the day and in general at the moment. Um, where did it go wrong or where did it go right for Man City? Oh, so I've been thinking about, I mean, obviously Pep Guardiola is arguably the greatest tactician we've probably ever seen in football. Um, but if you like really analyze City, it, it seems to me at least that it's football at it in its most like sort of simplest form. It's There's always a man available for a pass. Um, it's always the easiest pass, except when it's the Bruyne on the ball. He'll he'll play the the glory ball, which is well, which more often than not um, finds its man. But there's always a man available. It's it's simple passing and and simple movement, um, and discipline. Players listening to instructions, knowing exactly what their role is in the side. Um, and you saw that from City, especially in the second half. There was always a man available. Um, they knew exactly who to expose in United's, uh, United's defence. Lindelof and Wan-Bissaka were absolutely nowhere. Maguire was absolutely nowhere. I don't know if you saw, I think it was the was it the first or second goal where De Gea makes a save and the ball comes to Maguire in the box and he dummies the ball. Bro, in the, what are you doing? In the small box when he could just kick it out for a corner um, and then it was, who was it, to tap home. Um, but anyway, no, an embarrassing performance from United. They started the game well. Um, Sancho scored the equaliser. Things were looking yeah. good, um, but no, uh, a very, very good performance from City, which we have become accustomed to, um, and unfortunately, a very um, shoddy performance from United, which we've become accustomed to. <laughs> let's, let's let's stick with United while we while we while we honour them. Let's just touch on the two stories. Um, Paul Pogba itching closer to a Juventus deal. What's happening there, Freddie? Yeah, so his contract uh, expires in June, which obviously means that he is legally allowed to listen to offers from other clubs now um, sure. because he is likely to be leaving as a free agent at the end of the season. Um, Juventus have been interested in bringing him back pretty much since he left. Um, of course, he joined Juve in 2012 from Manchester United as a free agent after sort of fallout with Sir Alex Ferguson and, uh, you know, he, he had no clarity on what his future at United looked like. So he left, went to Juventus, spent four years there, won a lot of trophies, returned to United. Things have not necessarily gone according to plan. I don't think it's been all bad. I'm a huge Paul Pogba fan, but it does look like he is going to leave the club because it's one of the, the, the team's highest paid players. Um, if he is to extend his contract, he's probably going to be demanding even more money. Um, his agent's relationship with Manchester United is terrible. Um, yeah. I think that um, going forward, United will probably be looking to avoid working with somebody like Mina Raiola. So I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to let Paul Pogba go, but I, 
for me at least, it's a bad look to to let him leave for free again. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, he he has been playing really really well since he returned from injury, um, and you you sort of just know can predict that wherever he does go, he is going to be performing week in and week out at a top top European club, whether that's Juventus or Real Madrid, PSG. Um, it's going to happen. So as a United fan, I would be sad to see him go. Um, but I can see how a move like this probably benefits United. You know, get a top perform or a top, a top earning player off the books. Um, mm-hmm. Bring in somebody younger with potentially more hunger and desire. Someone who wants to prove themselves. Um, someone with a smaller profile with less expectation, less chatter around their price tag, and you know everything that comes with that. What, so, what, what's the consensus? Um, as a, the United faithful uh, about Paul Pogba leaving, as, do you think uh, there is a general feeling in terms of the United faithful that they want him to stay or are they sort of happy to see him go? I think the narrative has sort of changed over the last maybe two years where mm. even people who maybe have criticised his, I don't know, his attitude in the past um, have come around and have accepted that he is a world-class talent and if you have him playing well, um, then that can only benefit the side. So I think that a lot of, I think the majority of the fan base will be very sad to see him leave, but will also understand that um, it's not really worked out. And if you have somebody like Bruno Fernandes, who has outperformed pretty much every Manchester United player since he's come in um, on a contract of, I think, 100 grand a week, compared to Pogba's 350 a week, um, it, it wouldn't make sense to extend his contract without giving bumper deals to the likes of Bruno and then you know more players will be coming in for, for new contracts too. So I think it makes sense, but uh, yeah, I think the consensus is that it, you don't want to see somebody as talented as Pogba leaving your club. No, that no, simple. No, I, I 100% agree. But speaking about players potentially leaving um, Ronaldo in the news again, um, whether he was snubbed or not from the derby, there's, there's there's talk of him having a hip injury or a hip muscle or whatever it was. He wasn't at the derby. He was actually in Portugal. Um, a lot of people weren't even aware of it, including his teammates. His teammates were very disappointed at him. Uh, Ronaldo has subsequently arrived back at the training ground with uh, what it seems to be security around him. <laughs> what the f*** going on, bro? Yeah, so... From what I've read, and this is these, this is just what has been reported, apparently Ralph Rangnick wasn't going to start Ronaldo for the game against City and yeah. communicated that to Ronaldo and said that he would be used as an impact sub, uh, all for tactical reasons. Now, we know that Ronaldo has been criticized for um, his work off the ball, doesn't really press, he doesn't have the legs for it, and that's understandable. So Ralph Rangnick was trying to go into that game with an idea to press City. And for the first 20, 30 minutes, they did do that. And they looked pretty good. Um, But what's been said is that Ronaldo was upset with Rangnick's idea going into the game um, and then used this ongoing hip injury that he's had um, as an excuse almost to miss the game entirely. Um, Maybe he was embarrassed to be benched for a, a game as big as that. Um, and then, yeah, flew out to Portugal, which was apparently a big shock to all of his teammates. They thought that he would at least attend the derby. 
Um, but he left the country, um, Ragnik, when he came in, in uh, I think it was November last year or December, said that when players are recovering from injury, he wants them in and around the club, close to, to the club. He doesn't want them leaving the country for recovery like Paul Pogba had in the past, like other players had in the past. So this is very clear instruction and Ronaldo sort of, um, you know, went against Ragnik's idea of, of what you're supposed to do when you aren't available for a match. Um, this is all just... Isn't that disgusting? I, I, I think so. I think so. Um, but, you know, I think when you're Ronaldo, Sean, and you've achieved what you've achieved, um, there's no way that you think uh, it's fair to be benched for a game as big as that. And, like, form aside, the fact that Ronaldo's got one goal in his last, like, 11 or 10 games, he will be thinking, I'm Cristiano Ronaldo. How can I be benched for a game against Pep Guardiola's Manchester City? Um, in what is a must-win game as well. So I think it's, it, yeah, I think he, he was probably embarrassed, uh, upset, angry. Um, and from what I've read, he has even held like sort of showdown talks with his agent, George Mendes, um, yes. discussing uh, or trying to um, get a move away from, from the club. Obviously, if Manchester United don't finish in a Champions League spot, I can see that happening. I can't see him staying. I also can't see how he benefits United in any way right now especially with yep. the money that he's on. Um, yeah. So maybe this needs to happen. Mm. But yeah, an interesting uh, story. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And his, uh, his sister also went online causing such a stir in terms of what she say here. Well, she, yeah, she, more, she liked the Instagram good post. Good morning to you, yeah. who like me are sad and angry. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, bro. And, and, she, and because Ragnik decided to ruin our Sunday by taking CR7 out of the derby against Manchester City simply for tactical reasons to defend himself more in the game. Yeah. How, how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it's we've seen this in the past, by the way, from Ronaldo's sisters. Um, so it's not, it's not really surprising, but it's not a good look when the coach is saying one thing, the coach is saying like, maybe trying to cover for Ronaldo by saying he's injured, even though the coach knows that he's throwing a bit of a fit. Um, uh, Ronaldo's injured, he's missing the game because he's not fit, he's not available, I have to listen to my medical department. And then your sister is doing that online, making it seem like the coach is lying, Ronaldo isn't actually injured, he's fit for the game, and he's just been snubbed, he's just been left out. Um, so that paints a very interesting picture. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Anyway, um, again, let's stick with your favorite team in the whole world, Man United. And um, it seems as though they are reading a summer move from Robert Lewandowski. Whether that's true or not, um, it's an interesting one. He is 33 already. Um, there's reports that Lewandowski is surprised that talks over a current contract extension haven't begun yet, um, even though he has 18 months left on his current contract. Kurt, uh, what's your info on this, please, buddy? Um, yeah, so he turns 34 in August. Um, I'm sure a lot of clubs will be in for him if he, um, if it does look like he, he could leave Bayern. Um, and Manchester United, really unsurprising to see them linked with him. Um, I don't know if it's a great idea um, signing a 34-year-old um, when you are trying to sort of, you know, uh, have a squad overall and, and get Manchester United back to to its glory days. I think that doing that is going to take maybe signing players like we spoke about earlier of a, of a smaller profile, players with a lot, far more hunger and desire, players who maybe haven't achieved all that much in the sport. Mm. Um, 
to I think it's going to take that to get Manchester United back to where it wants to be. Uh, of course, having said that, Lewandowski is right now probably the world's best number nine. Um, he is probably in for another uh, or potentially another Ballon d'Or year where he is in like the top three. Um, last season, he finished second to Messi. The year before that, he should have won it. Obviously, the Ballon d'Or was cancelled. But no, he's still one of the best players in world football. Um, and I can see why Manchester United would be tempted to go for a player like that. Um, but I don't necessarily think that it's a good idea. But let's see what happens. Um, I think that that's probably Ralph Ragnick's uh, influence. But yeah, sure. the German uh, publication built say that United are very much in pole position to sign him. Um, they, they say that Ralph Rangnick's side have registered their interest in the player. Um, so let's see what happens. I, I don't, yeah. yeah, like I said. Could be a blessing, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Especially if Ronaldo leaves, I'm pretty sure that Lewandowski still has a good three or four years, you know, um, left to go, but we'll see. Um, and then, uh, yeah, let's just end off chatting briefly about what happened um, this week in the Champions League. Sticking with Bayern, it was a 7-1 demolition of Salzburg, um, taking them through an 8, I think it's 8-2, mm-hmm. to the aggregate. Um, Liverpool going down to Inter at home, um, but those two away goals carrying Liverpool through. Man City going through, not surprising. I didn't see that game. Was it like the B team uh, fielded or was it a full strength team? Yeah, Scott Carson was in goal. I think he's like 41, so yeah. <laughs> Still the clean sheet. Yeah. And then um, Real Madrid with actually crack against PSG. Do you want to go through any specific game there, Cody? I mean, which I think possibly um, Benzema's hat trick. Something to chat about. Uh, did you watch the game, Sean? I, I missed it. It was very, very special. Incredible. Very, very special. Like, it, you know, not to sound cliche, but it was one of those games that remind me why I love football so much. Just how quickly the game turned around in a matter of, I think it was like 20 minutes and the tie was completely flipped. Um, mm. PSG were cruising. They cruised that first game where they won 1-0 um, yeah. in Paris, Mbappe's last minute goal. Um, but they cruised throughout that game in terms of control and possession. And then the first half of um, Wednesday night's game was the same story. Mbappe running their defense ragged, PSG confident in possession, controlling the tempo, um, combination plays, just, you know, brilliant, brilliant football. And then Benzema gets a goal back through uh, a goalkeeping error from Donnarumma um, in, the, in the second half. I think it was the 62nd minute, um, or 61st minute. And then uh, go, Real Madrid go ahead through Benzema again. Um, I think it was this, what, I can't remember the minutes now. But anyway, Real Madrid go ahead um, 2-1, the, the, the aggregate 2-2. And then two minutes later, another defensive error and Benzema's scored a hat-trick, becoming the oldest player to score a hat-trick in Champions League history. Um, wow. And to send the star-studded... PSG crashing out of the competition. Um, you know, so on one side, you've got this team that is made up of the biggest names in the sport. Messi's, Neymar, Kylian Mbappe, um, a club so rich that it can reject 180 million plus for Mbappe, who has just six months remaining on his contract. 
Um, and a club so desperate for European success that it will try and put every star player in that side. Um, but it didn't and it still and it hasn't. And uh, it, it kind of just serves as a reminder that I reckon the Champions League is, is a trophy that you just can't buy, at least yeah. overnight. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think that hat-trick was scored in 16 or 17 minutes. Yeah, 16 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 16 minutes. And Sean, I was looking into Benzema's numbers. So in his first... Okay, so from 2018, when Ronaldo left, Benzema has scored 117 goals in 180 matches. Before that, Benzema had scored 192 goals in 412 matches. So his goal record since Ronaldo left and since he became the main man has been, I mean, truly astonishing. And I just, it, I just, I'm crushing on Benzema right now. He's just, uh, for me, probably the most consistent striker over the last 12 years, um, or at least one of the most consistent strikers over the last 12 years. And to, to improve and to pick up, um, like, the, the, the rate at which he scores goals, like into his, in his 30s, to become even better at 31, 32, 33. He's now 34 years old. To keep doing it this at this age at such a high level, on such a big stage, it takes like world, world-class talent that I don't think we can really wrap our heads around and comprehend. It's just football on an entirely different level. Um, so no, I was very, very happy to have watched that game last night. It's incredible. Uh, uh, also, if you're a Liverpool fan, I think your heart would have been in your mouth for a while last night, but uh, they seem to scrape through a 2-1. How did that game go, Kurt? Which game? The Liverpool Inter. Oh, that was, yeah, Tuesday night. Um, Tuesday night, sorry, yeah. So, yeah, they won 2-0 um, at Inter Milan, the first leg, and then the second leg, it was just full of missed chances. Um, yeah. A very poor piece of defending, uncharacteristically from Virgil van Dijk allowed Latoire Martinez to, to score a goal. I think it was in the 68th minute. A brilliant goal from, from outside the box. Um, but no, I think that's Liverpool struck the post like, three or four times um, through Mane and Salah. Frustrating. I think it was the first time van Dijk has ever lost at Anfield. Um, wow. And he's been at Liverpool for four years now. Um, insane. 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 But um, yeah, I think that Liverpool are still... That's, that's insane. <laughs> But yeah, Liverpool's still one of the favourites for the competition uh, for me. Thank you very much. And, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they're through. Um, and Lewandowski, we were talking about him earlier, a hat-trick as well, two pens. Um, incredible. And yeah, Curdy, is there anything else you want to touch on, my bud? I think we sort of wrapped up here. I think we've covered it all, Sean. I think we've covered it all. In record time as well. Uh, Kurti, thank you so much, Mr. Buckerfield. I really appreciate it. Um, that is how we wrap up today's SL Podcast. So whether you have been listening on SL Podcast, CO.ZA, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mackie Game 96.7 Game Time, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host. And again, Kurt Buckerfield, thank you, sir. Cheers, Sean. Thank you. Cheers, pal. Bye-bye.